Hi, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Emily Green, otherwise known as Emily the Medium. This show is a space where I'll share my teachings around life after death, the soul, intuition, developing psychic abilities, and so much more. Together, we will expand our minds beyond what is widely accepted as truth and start to see the mind, body, and soul from a completely different perspective. This is a Soul Fire production. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I hope you are all having a wonderful, wonderful day wherever you are in time and space as you're listening to this. At the time of this recording, I am just coming off an absolutely amazing week or so off, uh, or mostly off. Whenever I say I'm taking time off, uh, it's always a struggle to keep myself away from working. (laughs) So I actually kind of have to continuously remind myself, okay, no, 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 you booked this time off for a reason. You don't need to be doing these tasks right now. This can wait. And I kind of have to remind myself to stop working. But I am feeling really beautifully recharged and rejuvenated and rested as this past month, the month of October, was a bit of a rough one for a lot of people. I know I've I've been talking to a lot of people who have had that similar experience. The month of October 2020 was pretty rocky in a lot of ways, Um, you know, different ways for different people. For me, I was just completely exhausted this whole month. My motivation was so low. My energy was so low. I had a variety of all different kinds of physical symptoms. I messed my back up. I was having sciatic pain. It was just a whole situation. And so it's very important to me and my work and the work that I do that really requires me to be at my best that I wasn't really feeling at my best this month. So I had to move a lot of things around. I had to reschedule things that I had had scheduled for a long time. I had to even just completely cancel some things, which I really don't like doing. But it was definitely a month of surrender for me and reminding myself that I have to put my well-being and my physical, emotional, and mental health first. And that comes above all else as much as I love to serve and really service always, you know, helps me feel so much better. Like I can go into a reading feeling like crappy, really crap, um, and come out feeling amazing. And then it kind of wears off and I'm back to feeling kind of crappy again. So, you know, but it is really important for me to be at my best and definitely wasn't feeling at my best in the month of October. So I took some time to kind of reset and rejuvenate, did lots of nice things for myself. Um, One of the beautiful things that I got to do was go horseback riding. It was my first time ever going horseback riding. I had a beautiful experience this past summer uh, with a equine therapy circle um, led by a shaman, a local shaman, which was incredible. Um, And so I've kind of been obsessed with horses and horse healing ever since. And so The next thing that I decided to do was go go horseback riding with my mom, which was really incredible. And these animals are just so, like even just spending an hour and a half or maybe a little bit more with these animals, like you just come out feeling 
like a whole new person. It's like they they're not even trying to give you healing or give you, you know, um, whatever, give you love or compassion or whatever you want to call it. But they just naturally radiate that beautiful kind of love, compassion frequency. It's absolutely incredible. So they're not even trying, though. You know, you can just tell it's just naturally sort of the, the frequency they they exude. So I got some horse healing. That was really beautiful. I plan on doing that so much more, connecting with horses, you know, that kind of thing. It was it was really nice. The other nice thing I got to do for myself was go for a massage for the first time in a really long time. So that was really, really nice as well. It was kind of funny, though. I had a story to share. This doesn't happen all the time, but sometimes this will happen when I go out and and kind of, you know, do things where I was actually having this massage. And it was in a really, really, this massage was in a really old building. So as, as soon as I looked at it, I was kind of like, OK, there's something, you know, there's some energy in here, which we're going to talk about. Actually, um, this episode, we're not I won't touch on this so much, but I do want to do an episode on what was brought up um, in my episode a couple of weeks ago with Danielle surrounding paranormal activity, earthbound spirits, and so on and so forth, because I've had a lot of questions about that episode and that particular kind of um, topic in that episode of people being kind of like, what? You know, all of my beliefs up until this point are being challenged. So I do want to touch on that in a future episode. We will spend some time um, on that. I may even have somebody on to talk about that more in depth with me. We will see. But that is definitely something I want to go into because the you know, even like it definitely, I I agree with with um, the sort of some of the beliefs. And if, by the way, if you don't know what I'm referencing here, in my episode with Danielle, the Squamish medium, a couple of weeks ago, she brought up the uh, sort of some of her beliefs around paranormal activity and earthbound spirits and sort of you know entities and all these kind of uh, you know more negative experiences that we can have with energies or spirits or what have you. Um, and she kind of really reframed that from a very loving and positive perspective and kind of, you know, really holding the belief that that kind of stuff is 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 very much overplayed and just misunderstood, really. It's misunderstood. Like, it's not really what, what you know, we've been told to believe that it is. So we are going to be talking more about that because I had a ton of interest in that specific topic. So we will come back to that. But and I wanted to share that because this um, this sort of story, um, even even in my experience, like it kind of I had to change the way that I was thinking about it. But basically, I was having this massage in this really, really super old building um, and, you know, get into the room. Everything's good. It's a beautiful space. It's so calming. There's, you know, salt lamps and music playing and all this kind of stuff. Um, and I just haven't had a massage in so long for, you know, obvious reasons. But I was able to. Um, to do this. So anyway, I lay down and I'm like relaxing in the room, waiting for the massage therapist to come in. And all of a sudden I have the spirit person kind of like start to enter my awareness. And basically he showed me himself sort of in the corner of the room, hanging out in the corner of the massage room with me. And he was like smoking a pipe um, and reading a paper. Um, and he, you know, I was just kind of like, hey, what are you doing here? And he was like, oh, I'm, you know, just hanging out, just sort of sharing the space with you. It's really nice in here. I like it in here kind of thing. So I just thought that was kind of funny, you know, having a spirit person hang out with you while you're having your massage. And it was so um, 
viscera. I could actually like viscerally smell the tobacco in the pipe. It was really neat. And um, the massage therapist actually mentioned it too. She had no idea what was happening. And she goes, oh, do you smell like tobacco smoke? I'm like, yep. <laughs> Wonder what that's from. You know, not wanting to necessarily get into conversation, just trying to enjoy my massage because I don't like talking in massages. Anybody else? As soon as the massage therapist starts talking, I'm like, oh no, please, please no. Um, no offense. It's not, it's not anything against them. I just really prefer to spend that time in silence. I spend so much of, of my time talking. So, you know, anyways, so it was just kind of funny. I had a, you know, even I'm going for a massage and, um, spirits, spirits hanging with me. So, you know, but that was interesting too, because just as I was reframing and thinking of that conversation with Danielle, it's sort of like, okay, you know, he's not necessarily an earthbound spirit, <laughs> Maybe he's, you know, somebody who's just kind of hanging out and he wants to be here, right? Or maybe he's visiting someone else in the building or this kind of thing. And we don't always have to think about it in kind of a scary um, way. So that was really a, a beautiful part of my time off. And so I'm just kind of getting back into the swing of things today. I wanted to record this episode for you, which I will tell you in a moment what we're going to be getting into today. Um, and just kind of getting caught up on emails and requests and really enjoying my collective, my membership platform. If you haven't heard me talk about that, I launched uh, at the end of October, beginning of November, I launched my membership platform called Emily the Medium the Collective. So I've gotten started in there and it's just been so much fun. We're doing weekly energy updates to kind of get the feel for the energy of the week. Um, we're pulling cards together to kind of get the card messages for the week as well. And we just did our first development workshop last week, which is really fun. It's a really good opportunity for people who are maybe interested in private mentorship um, whether they want to develop their own intuition and their own kind of intuitive abilities or psychic abilities, you know, whether they want to use that for themselves or others. So that's been really fun. I've been really enjoying the energy of this group. And if you are interested in joining, enrollment is open. I'm going to keep it open until the end of 2020. So you can jump in anytime. And if you have questions about what the membership entails, please always feel free to let me know. Um, send me a message or an email. I'm actually just in the process of getting the December schedule all set up and I have so much amazing things planned for you all, those who are already a part of my membership and those who will be joining um, in, you know, in the next little while. I have so many amazing things planned for December and just, you know, December is the holiday month. It's the start of the holidays, but I want to still make sure that there's a bunch of content for all of you to access um, when you need support or, you know, a moment away from the family time, the holiday time to breathe or meditate or do whatever. So that's the plan with that. So let's get into the um, topic of today's episode. And it actually is something that Danielle and I talked in our episode as well. And again, I've gotten so many questions about it. And, you know, I've taught so much on this topic. I've taught like countless workshops. I've taken my one-on-one -on -one clients through processes with these, but I realized that I don't actually necessarily have an episode that is dedicated kind of almost strictly to this topic, which is spirit guides, meeting your spirit guides, connecting with your spirit guides, knowing who your spirit guides are, and so on and so forth. I'm calling this the spirit guide tell-all. <laughs> or, you know, tell all of, of what I think is relevant and important and what I've learned and seen and experienced. So first of all, let me just preface this conversation as we get into the conversation of spirit by spirit guides, a couple of different things. Number one, let me just say that this is my most, my most 
requested topic to speak on. It's the question that I get the most often. You all are so curious about the topic of spirit guides, meeting your spirit guides, connecting with them, and so on. Um, I've taught about this in, just in so many different ways, and, and and I'm still getting tons of questions about it. So I know that it's something that um, that people who are already familiar with the topic are still curious about, or they still have questions around. And people who are completely new to the spirit guide conversation are, you know, interested in knowing all that there is to know about this. So. Now, again, as I always say, this is coming from my own personal experience. You may have a different experience. You may hear someone talking about this in a completely different way. We're all kind of, you know, having our own experiences here. So I'm going to talk about this, obviously, from my lens of experience and also how I've seen other people have experiences with their own spirit guides. So I'm kind of pulling from that. So if you're listening to this and maybe you've had a different experience than what I'm describing, that is okay. I encourage that. As you probably have figured out by now, I encourage you to have your own experiences. And I also encourage you to really take what resonates and leave the rest. So I want to talk to you about, first of all, before I get into kind of frequently asked questions about spirit guides and how you can connect with them and, you know, that kind of thing, I want to actually give you sort of an inside look into my personal experience of meeting my spirit guides and and how that has gone and how I've kind of gotten to the place that I'm at with my guides today. Because as I referenced before and in previous episodes, I think that having a strong beautiful, bonded, frequent, consistent relationship with your spirit guides that is filled with intimacy and support and encouragement and compassion is one of the most amazing ways that or tools that we can have to move through our human experience. Like I really sometimes talk to people who don't necessarily feel super connected with their guides or they are not interested in having a relationship with their guides. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're, you're really missing out. Like you really want, you really want in on this. And it's not like an exclusive club. Like here's the thing. Number one, top ask question. Do I have guides? Of course you do. Everybody has guides. Every single human being has been assigned a spirit team, which I will talk about, who are here to guide you, help you, lift you up, remind you of your potential throughout your human experience. So yes, you do have a guide. You have multiple, probably. Um, you do have you do have multiple. So we'll talk more about that. But you know, I've had kind of an interesting. And here's the thing: like I've had my experience with getting to this level of connection with my guides has taken time. It's taken time. It's taken patience. It's taken consistency and um, really just like devotion. It's taken a certain level of devotion um, and kind of like learning what's the best way to communicate. What are the signs or symbols that I know that you're here? What are the physical sensations so that I know that you're here? Like it takes time. A lot of people come in and they're kind of like, okay, I want to like know my guides and start talking to them like tomorrow. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, that's possible. I don't want, you know, that can be your experience. You can have a very quick, very accelerated kind of a process of meeting and connecting with your guys. But for most people, it does take time, right? So I wanted to um, just touch on, and I, I kind of referenced this in a previous episode as well, but when I was, I, I mentioned this in my episode with Danielle, actually, I think. Um, when I was a child, um, as I've referenced multiple times, I used to have, you know, all kind of different kinds of kind of experiences, extrasensory psychic experiences. And when I was a little girl, one of the most um, vivid memories that I have is an image of 
this man who would kind of hang out in my room almost every night. And he wouldn't really do anything. He would kind of just stand off to the side and he wouldn't even necessarily make eye contact. He wouldn't necessarily even engage with me. He would kind of almost pretend that I wasn't there. Um, and, and it wasn't necessarily scary per se. It was, I mean, it was, I just didn't understand how there could be a man kind of hanging out in my room and I didn't know how to process that. And I didn't really know how to communicate with him either at that time, or I was too scared to. Um, but it was kind of one of the most consistent figures or sort of physical presentations of a being in my space that I remember seeing. And so I never really knew who he was. Like, I truly was kind of just like, okay, I kind of got used to him coming around and hanging around. I just was like, all right, he's just going to hang out and that's all good. And so fast forward, I mean, quite, quite a long time later, when I started kind of getting into um, work, you know, working with a mentor and starting to expl explore all elements and aspects of my abilities is one of the things that um, it was suggested that I do was start to connect with my spirit guides. So I was like, all right, um, you know, I'll try this out, see what happens. And so, you know, I started to try and connect. And, and it, at the time, it was suggested that I do guided meditation, which I did multiple times without really having a ton of results, um, which is, again, why I want you to know that it takes patience and you're not always going to like if you've done a, you know, meet your spirit guide meditation and nothing happens the first time don't despair. It takes time. It took me, I think, maybe like five or six times of having a guided meditation to kind of like actually have an experience. Um, and I'll explain why I think that that is in a little bit. But essentially, um, one of the times that I sat down to do this guided meditation, I think it was actually a Sonia Choquette meditation, that a guided meditation that I did. can't remember exactly which one. And you know, so I'm going through this meditation, I'm relaxing. I was actually sitting up in a chair, which I thought was interesting because I usually lay down when I'm doing guided meditations, but I was sitting up in a chair, which is an average day. And in the meditation, basically, it was suggested that you kind of like merge with the energy of your heart or you go into your heart, like actually kind of having a physical visualization of what it would look like to go into the energetic center of your of your heart, of your heart center. And so I did. I'm, I'm very good at um, at, at visualization. Some people aren't, which is another reason that guided meditation may not work for you. And there's other methods or modalities that may work easier for you to meet your spirit guides. But for me, visualization is incredibly easy. It's like breathing. Um, so, you know, I'm going into my heart and all of a sudden, this it's almost like this door opened um, in my... And I have a couple experience. This door opened in my heart, and this, and it was kind of like I was in this beautiful setting. Um, and it was actually the setting was mimicked uh, in, in an actual physical place that I've been. It was in the, this these beautiful botanical gardens that I used to go to a lot of, a lot of times um, around the time that I was doing this meditation. And so I was in this these botanical gardens, and I was sitting on a bench. And all of a sudden, as I kind of opened this door in my heart, metaphorically, um, this man started kind of walking towards me. And as he got closer and closer, I was able to kind of make out his face more and more and more. And he came up to me and he stuck out his hand. He said, hi, I'm Daniel. And I looked at his face and realized, oh my gosh, that's the guy who was hanging out in my room all those times. That That is you. You know, I could actually see the physical 
kind of resemblance from my memory, I was able to make the connection that this was the guy. This was the guy who was hanging out in my room all those all those times. So this was the guide, right? So that was my first experience meeting one of my primary guides, uh, whose name is Daniel, as I said. And what I mean by primary guides, there's different kind of, I guess you could say, categories of of, of kind of a, a guide connection. And this is a language that I use. I'm not exactly sure if this is like common languaging that people use, but um, I call him my primary guide, um, which essentially means that he's sort of been with me since the beginning, you know, since I was born, and he'll be with me until my sort of physical body leaves the planet whenever that comes, whenever that time comes. Um, and so he's kind of my primary guide. So he's like one of my OGs, like he's my, my ride or die guy. So there's primary guides, there's secondary guides who kind of, um, you know, are like the backup, so to speak. They're the backup to the primary guides. Maybe if the primary guide, you know, has a specific thing that they're working on with you and you need support in another area, we'll kind of have a secondary guide step forward. Um, in my experience, we also have conditional guides of guides who just come in for very specific kind of um, experiences in our lives. So, you know, big, like big milestone moments, like when we're graduating uh, school or when we're getting married or having a child for the first time or, you know, getting fired from our job for the first time or whatever the case may be. We kind of have these conditional guides who come in. It's also my experience that we have specific healer guides um, who are here to kind of help us heal through whether that's physical trauma, emotional trauma, um, intergenerational trauma, things like this. We have these healer guides. We have guides who are specifically here to help with our kind of interrelational communications on earth. So relationships with our partners, our friends, our family, our parents, etc. So we have all these different kind of guides, right? So there's not just one, which is the main thing to know. Um, I had a person ask this question the other day of kind of like, okay, I don't know who my guides are individually yet, and I'm finding it really hard to just address a group, which I totally get. So one of the first things, because I will often tell people, you know, just like call, ask, you know, for your spirit team. If you don't know them individually or interpersonally yet, you don't know their names, just call on, on your spirit team. So, um, but, but basically she was saying, well, it's hard for me just to address a, a group. It's easier for me to kind of, um, you know, have an idea of who I'm in addressing individually. So basically in that situation, what you could do is you could, instead of saying, you know, just saying, okay, let me meet all of my guides at once, you could say, okay, help me meet my primary guide, my main guide, who's with me sort of, you know, um, from the beginning to the end. Um, and, and that will usually be kind of the easiest way that we can approach meeting the guides and connecting with the guides, because our primary guides are, like I said, they're our ride or dice. They know us best. They've been with us the longest. Um, they're, you know, they're the most kind of in the know on us and our life experiences and the things we struggle with and so on and so forth. So we have these primary guides. We have these secondary guides. We have conditional guides, healer guides, relationship guides. We have all different kinds. We also have interdimensional guides. So guides who don't necessarily take on maybe a physical kind of human form. They may take on kind of a different form than human, which I personally haven't had any direct experience on uh, with, so I can't speak to this directly, but I have spoken to fellow um, intuitives and psychics and mediums who have had this experience. So that's also a very interesting um, facet as well. Before we actually get into 
sort of more mechanics of how you can personally connect with your guides if you're listening to this and your interests are piqued and you're excited about looking into developing a connection with your guides is I want to tell you another little quick story just about um, how our guides can show up for us, especially in really big kind of moments of need, I guess you could say. Um, and and we don't even necessarily have to ask for them to show up in moments of need. They will sort of just know that we need support or help. So um, quite a few years ago, I'm not going to get into details of, of this experience super vividly, um, just kind of for, I mean, you'll know when I talk about it, but essentially I had an experience where I had to go to court. And of course, you know, I was just like terrified, <laughs> terrified for, for more reasons than, than one. And again, I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty details of this experience, but I was in court um, and I had to go kind of multiple times. And basically, uh, the, the, you know, I had to. It actually ended up that I had to go alone. There was nobody who could come with me because of the the dates of the court dates and the times and things like this. Anyways, so as I was there, I was kind of sitting alone in the court in sort of the waiting space of the courtroom one day, waiting for kind of things to get started. And this man, this like big, tall. I remember, you know, I remember and see his face so vividly. Um, and he literally just carried this vibration of complete and total love. And so I'm sitting there, I'm sitting alone. I'm, I think I'm like on my phone or reading a book or something like this, and I'm not really paying attention to my surroundings. And this man walks up to me and he sits down beside me. <laughs> well, I think he actually, I think he actually asked if he could sit beside me. And I said, yes, of course. And I kind of went back to my book or to my phone and things like this. And all of a sudden, so he introduced himself. Um, and I, for the life of me, I cannot remember his name. I am not great with names anyway. Um, but for the life of me, I cannot remember his name. Maybe it was Daniel. Who knows? I'll get to that in a second. Um, but basically, he sits down beside me. And he, the first thing he just looks, he he kind of, he goes, what's your name? And, you know, I told him my name and he introduced himself. And we we're, you know, kind of exchanging stories of why we were each there on that day. And I don't even know where he came from. Like, he actually kind of just came out of nowhere. Like, I was, there was not a lot of people in the courtroom on that day. And he kind of came out of complete, like, thin air. I hadn't seen him before. I didn't see him walk in. Um, he just came out of nowhere and he asked to sit beside me. And, and... So we started talking and he just starts like asking me, like, are you okay? You know, how are you feeling? What, you know, we were exchanging stories and this and that. And, you know, we talked for a little bit, but then he kind of just, we sort of just sat beside each other in silence. And, um, you know, I wasn't really doing anything. We we're both just kind of looking around, but I just remember that before he sat down beside me, I was so terrified. I was so nervous about, you know, um, everything that was about to go on. And I was just like in a really, really anxious, anxious, highly anxious space. And I just remember the second that he sat down beside me, it was just like this peace and love washed over me. And I felt so supported and so held by this man who I had no idea who he was. But you could just tell when you look at someone like he just had this... Um, love, like he just exuded and radiated the frequency of love. He was so loving. And so, you know, we sit down beside each other and basically throughout the course of 
um, that day, he we basically went everywhere together. He sat with me. We took lunch together. We were just like t- inseparable. Um, and he just like we we you know we laughed, we joked, we he we supported each other. He hugged me. I hugged it. Like it was just so wonderful. It was the most wonderful one of my favorite memories of a not so beautiful you know not so amazing experience. And he was just checking on me like, how are you doing? Are you okay? Anyways, so then it came time for us to leave at the end of the day. And, you know, we were, he was, we walked out together and he was walking wherever he was going. And I was going, you know, back to my car. And before we parted ways, you know, he said, I'm so glad we got to spend this time together today. You're a beautiful soul. You're an angel on earth. You're doing amazing things and you're going to do amazing things. Um, for people and on this planet and like don't give up stay strong like he was just and I I could even cry just just talking about it because he just started filling me up with all of these beautiful words of encouragement and affirmation and I remember thinking in that parking lot you know on this outside of this courthouse like wow this man is like literally sent from heaven like he I was literally he was sent from heaven like he was sent from God and and the really sweet that I got goosebumps as I'm talking about this is he went, pulled out his wallet and he pulled out his wallet and he pulled out this like half an American dollar bill. So I'm Canadian. Um, he pulled out his wallet and he pulled out half this American dollar bill and he handed it to me. And I said, what's this? And he said, when I was a little boy, um, my dad kept this in his wallet everywhere that he went. And he explained how his dad was now passed away and da, da, da. Anyway, and so he was saying, my dad gave this to me when I was a little boy and he, you know, he carried it around his wallet all the time and I carried it around in my wallet. And my dad said to me when he gave me this, that he said, basically one day you'll know when you meet the person who you're meant to give this, this like half American dollar bill to, and it's like good luck and all this stuff. And he said, as soon as I saw you today, I knew that that was you. And so he handed me this half American, you know, dollar bill. And of course, like, it's just a piece of paper, right? But, but the meaning behind it was so significant and so beautiful. And just how he said, I've been carrying this around my whole life. I forget how old he said he was. He was like in his 60s, maybe. I've been carrying around this with me my whole life. And I've never felt more called to give this to a person than I have to give this to you. And I just remember being so emotional and being like, wow, thank you. Like I never knew like a half, you know, tattered dollar bill could mean so much, but it was just the significance and the meaning behind it. And he gave me a big hug and I gave him a hug and I said, you know, thank you for being with me today. Like I couldn't have gotten through this day without you. And we parted ways and it always stuck with me. Like that experience always stuck with me. I could never figure out the the meaning behind it. I was like, what was that all about? Like that was truly amazing. Just like his presence and, and the love that, that he, that he, the way that he showed up for me on that day when I didn't have anybody was so amazing and so, you know, I already, I always stuck with that experience always stuck with me, but I didn't really give it much thought until honestly, this year I started thinking about it again, um, because I kind of somehow like, I don't know how repressed it in my memory. I mean, it was a hard day despite all of the beautiful things that were happening. So I guess I just kind of repressed the memory a little bit, but, you know, I was sitting in meditation earlier this year and I said to spirit, like, who was that guy? Like, where did he come from? You know, like how, who was he? Because I know that it just was not, you know, your average run of the mill experience. And basically the answer that I got back from my main guy, Daniel, who I've talked about is he said, 
That was me embodied in human form. I knew you needed me on that day. So I chose basically a human being who I thought could best hold my vibration. And I found my way to you. And I was just like, what? Like, what? Like, just in total. I mean, it, it, first of all, it made total sense. Like, I was actually not shocked. I mean, it was amazing and kind of crazy, but I wasn't shocked. I was just like, yep, that makes perfect sense. That's exactly what it was. Because I remember even on that day, all these years later, I was like, this man was sent from God. Like, he came into my world from God. So anyway, but I realized that my main guide saw my, my me in need and knew that he needed to come to me in a human form, it wasn't just a, like I wasn't at the point at that point in my life where I was like in communion or in contact or connection or constant communication with my guides. So it wasn't possible for me to have kind of like a supportive conversation in my mind, right? Like it needed to kind of be in in an in-person kind of connection. So Daniel, my main guide, set that up for me. And, and still like that that experience makes me so choked up because I think it's just such a beautiful testament to when we are when we are in need, whether or not we have a relationship with our guides. Like at that time, again, I did not consciously anyway, but he still showed up for me. He still knew that I needed support on that day and he found a way to get that to me, even though I wasn't necessarily consciously connected with them yet. So I hope this story serves as an experience that even if you don't feel like you have a connection with your guides yet, it does not mean that they are not supporting you in every way possible. It does not mean that they are not showing up for you in your human experience already. It does not mean that, you know, you might have ex you might ha have already been having these experiences and someday you'll get the clarity like, oh my God, that was, a, you know, a guide experience. And I didn't even realize it, right? I think oftentimes, especially when we're talking about spirit guides and meeting our spirit guides, we get kind of caught up in how we think it should be or how we want it to happen or what we want it to look like. Like so many people that I talk to, um, when they learn or we start, you know, um, or we start talking about their guides and things like this and they find out that, oh, like my guide is my primary guide is male, not female. Like I really wanted my primary guide to be female and all this kind of things. Like we get kind of hung up on the super kind of, you know, human aspects or like my guide is, you know, an ascended Pleiadian mother master who lived with me in 72 other lifetimes. Like all that stuff is great, but I think it's a big part of the spirit guide connection for me is that I had no expectations of what it would look like. I had no expectations of them, of, you know, who they would be or what they would look like or how, how what their personality would be like. Like, right. I wasn't trying to change the experience. I didn't have any expectations for the experience. I was just open to the experience. And I was open to learning about these beings who are my spirit team, who are here to support me through the human experience. So really, that's the first thing that I would say is that's the best thing you can do. Kind of release your egoic kind of expectations and and wants um, towards a spirit guide experience because that really blocks you from their essence. Um, it gets us kind of too hung up in the humanness of it and we try and like humanize them too much, um, you know, which, you know, I believe that spirit guides are beings who have walked this earth at one point or another, but they have kind of completed what I call their incarnation cycle, meaning that they don't plan on coming back in a human body anymore. They're complete with with kind of their earthly experience. And so now they're here to guide human beings from their new kind of position in spirit. So, you know, we try and we and this is the this is a big kind of function of the mind, right? It wants to understand, it wants to dissect, it wants to 
have a solid kind of understanding of how these things work, and we just get so caught up in the details, like way too caught up in the kind of the human mind details, which is one thing that you can kind of just like cross off the list right away. It really, really blocks you from having a high, beautiful, intimate experience with your guides. So releasing any and all expectations. The other thing that I did when I was just discovering my relationship with my guy Daniel at the beginning is I said, what? you know, so I met him in that meditation. And then it was kind of like, I, I remember being like, oh, great. You know, I got this guide connection now. Like, this is going to be great. You know, I'll always have him around. He'll always be talking to me, blah, blah, blah. And I remember in the days following that, I was like waiting for him to talk through me. And he, and like, I was like crickets. I was like, what's happening? Like, why, why am I not hearing from him? Like, I just made this connection with him and now I can't even hear him at all. And basically, you know, a spirit guide kind of like our spirit guides are ever present and they're omnipresent, right? So they're always with us in, in different forms and different ways. And, but it's our responsibility, whether or not we know who we're talking to, to create a, a, a consistent back and forth connection with them, addressing, again, if you don't know them individually just yet, addressing your guides as your spirit team, thanking them when things happen in your world that are amazing and synchronistic and beautiful things. Thank you, spirit. Thank you to my spirit team. Thank you for orchestrating this for me. Whether or not you're hearing anything back, that's what I started doing is I literally just started talking out loud and in my mind, I said, Daniel, like, what do you think about this? Or, you know, what's your, what's your opinion or your guidance on this? And I would kind of wait for a response. And sometimes the response would come, sometimes it wouldn't, right? Um, and that's fine. I didn't kind of get angry. I didn't try and force it. I didn't like make up a message where there wasn't a message, which is the other thing that our minds can want to do too, is if we're not getting anything back, the mind can kind of start to, you know, insert its own, uh, you know, thoughts on things and it can get a little, we can get a little off track, right? Um, so just talk to them, whether that's out loud or in your mind. Some people like to do kind of the process of, I talked about this in my last episode with Ariel of automatic writing, where that's creating a back and forth uh, kind of conversation with your guides on paper, asking a question, waiting for your, waiting to feel inspired to write something down in answer to that question on the piece of paper, right? So there's many different ways to create a consistent kind of communication. Um, but it can even just be simple as like, sometimes I'll go for a walk and I'll just like talk to my guides out loud. Um, usually I'll make sure that there's no people around because, um, you know, as crazy as things get in, it got in 2020, like people still consider talking to yourself out loud crazy, which, you know, I'm waiting for the day when that is normal again <laughs> or and not again, but I'm waiting for the day where that is normalized, uh, because it's really annoying having to make sure that there's no people around. So, you know, I'll go on a walk and I'll talk to my guys. I just did this last night. I was kind of listing all of the things that I was so grateful for them orchestrating in my day yesterday. So that was, that's a beautiful way. Um, another beautiful thing you can do, like, and treat it like the big thing that I say when people are looking to create a, a relationship with their spirit guides, treat it like a relationship. Well, what do you do when you're first dating someone? Well, you know, you're calling them, texting them, you're checking in throughout the week. If you're meeting up, you confirm that you're having a meeting, right? You're built, you're putting energy towards that relationship. So don't just expect that you can like sit down and like ask a couple questions to your guys and then, you know, zippity doo like have a connection all all of a sudden out of a out of the blue it's not going to happen it takes consistency and it takes commitment and it takes devotion um and gratitude right because it takes them energy too um to speak to you and through you so um create that create a relationship with them just as you would create a relationship with a potential romantic partner 
or a friend. Um, another beautiful thing you can do is ask them if they need anything from you to help connect better to you and through you. Like, is there something I could be doing that would make it easier for us to create a relationship? Am I doing anything that is blocking your connection, right? Ask if there is anything that you are doing to obstruct a connection and wait and see how the guidance or the answers or the messages come through. Another thing that I do is I ask for their help or I ask for my guide's perspective on things. I say, I weigh, you know, obviously I weigh my own intuition and my own experience first, but then I'll kind of go, okay, and what what is your perspective on what is happening here? I've been asking my guides a lot about what's happening on the planet right now and, you know, getting lots of <laughs> varying answers and very interesting information and just ways that I haven't thought of from my human perspective, right? But I'll ask them for their perspective or I'll ask them for their help on helping me figure out, you know, the timeline for something or the clarity for something. Um, sometimes my, my guides will tell me to do something very, very strongly and very clearly. Like, I don't know if I mentioned this, but on the podcast yet, but when it came time to create my membership platform, my collective, I wasn't going to do that. Like that was just not something that I was, I knew I eventually wanted to do it, but it was not in the plan for 2020. And I was sitting in meditation one night and I felt my, one of my guides come through really strong and say, basically, uh, you need to do this now and you need to launch it on October 31st on Halloween. Um, it, it, you know, it can't wait, basically. Like, don't wait on this. Don't delay. Like, get this going ASAP. So I, like, scrambled. I had a month to get everything together, everything organized, organize the calendar, find the time in my already busy schedule. Like, it didn't necessarily have an abundant amount of free time to fit this in, but I worked it out because, you know, I listened. <laughs> and that's something, too, is, like, if you're getting a strong message, as long as you can be sure that it came from a pure source, and that's something always to keep in mind too, make sure that before you sit down to have connection with your guides, just saying, um, you know, I only consent to connecting with the guides of highest integrity, truth, and purity. I'm not interested in connecting with anything less, right? So I could be sure that when that message came through that it wasn't coming from you know, a kind of an ego place. It wasn't coming from my mind. It wasn't coming from something out of integrity. It was coming from a place of purity and truth, right? So ask for their help, ask for their perspective, letting go of our own kind of egoic needs or thoughts around what it should look like, what they're going to look like, if it's going to be male or female, if they're, you know, if you're going to know them from before, or if you had a past life, like blah, 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 all this stuff. We just get way too hung up in the details. Also keep in mind that some guides are more elusive than others. Some are really happy to be known by us physically, spiritually, emotionally, and others are meant to play more of a background role in our life. So keep this in mind as well, because if you're really like, let's just say you're trying to connect to a guide and you can only see like when you kind of close your eyes to do the meditation or whatever, Maybe you can only see like an outline of a figure and you know that that figure is connecting and communicating with you, but you can't necessarily see what they look like. Don't force it. Don't try and like let your mind fill in the blanks of what you think that this guide should look like. Just let that be what it is. This is one thing that I get from people's guides so often is like, tell them to stop forcing it. We don't want them to know what we look like or I look like. It's not important. It will actually be detrimental to them. They will overthink it. They will get in their heads about it and all this kind of good stuff. So don't force it, right? Just let it be like, let it be like you're discovering a beautiful, um, 
transcendental, uh, multi-dimensional relationship. Not all of it is going to make sense to you all at once. Don't expect it to. And don't expect all of the answers to come at once. Another really um another really great way that we can set up a relationship with our guides and start connecting with them is set up this is one of the things that I did at the very beginning is I set up a sign or a symbol with them um you know to to kind of show me that they were around and at this time it was actually lighthouses which it still is and and lighthouses are actually also a sign from my ancestors too so it's kind of a double double kind of um sign or symbol uh but you can kind of pick one you know that your ancestor sent you or maybe you have a specific sign that a loved one sends you or this and that but then you also have a specific sign that you know you're getting or you're setting up just with your spirit guide so let's just say that you're going to set up a sign of a yellow rubber duck with your spirit guides and when you see yellow rubber ducks whether that's an image or a symbol or an actual rubber duck or a baby chick or whatever it is that you know that your spirit guides are around or they're saying hello or they're sending you a message, right? So that's a great way that we can do that. Another interesting thing that Danielle and I were talking about on our podcast is kind of having like a physical sensation that you associate with your guide. So I believe Danielle said when her guide was around that she got a specific kind of like tingle in a specific part of her back. Whereas my one of my uh, physical sensation symbols with one of my guides is like somebody cracking an egg over the top of my head. It's kind of like this cold, kind of like slimy, tingly feeling of something kind of running down the top of my head all the way down to the back of my neck. I can't explain it. I hope that makes sense. But sort of setting up a physical sensation. So, okay, maybe you're sitting in meditation. Thank you to my guide for showing me the physical sensation that you will present me with when you're around me. And then let's just say you're like. I don't know, you have a twitch in your um, right eye, right? I don't know, something like this. I don't know how it could look for you, but that's your job to kind of figure out and set that up, okay? Um, And last but not least, be open to them. Ask your guides to help you not let your mind get in the way. It's the biggest, biggest trip up that I see people getting stuck in is they let their mind get in the way. They overthink the connection. They overthink the experience. They try and fit it into what they think it should look like. Ask your guides, say, I want to have a genuine, real, intimate, beautiful, true, honest connection with you. Thank you for helping me create this without letting my mind or my ego get in the way. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. I can't wait to meet you. It's as simple as that, right? Um, So I hope that this was helpful in the realm of connecting with your spirit guides. And it's really one of the most fun parts of what I get to do behind the scenes of continuing to connect and meet new guides. I actually, one of the beautiful parts of this year for me is that I got introduced to a new guide who's a female guide and she's a specific, uh, she's a healer guide for me. Um, So anytime I'm in need of physical or emotional kind of healing, I'll lay down and I'll call her in and I'll say, work on me, like help me work this out. Um, And she's actually, I know that she's working on me because I get this one specific twitch um, in this specific part of my lower leg, my left lower leg. And I'm like, oh, there she is. She's working on me. She's doing her, you know, doing her spirit guide healing. So, um, and that's part of the reason why in a previous episode, I've talked about how I don't necessarily do consistent energy work. And that's because I'm able to source that from my guides. They're able to do that for me, which is wonderful. So happy 
Spirit Guide Tell All, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm sure there's going to be lots of questions and different experiences that will come out of this episode. This conversation is definitely not over. If you do have specific questions about the Spirit Guide experience, connecting with your Spirit Guides, things like this, um, I have taught lots of workshops about this. I will likely teach more workshops in, on this in the future. I'm doing a specific workshop on this in Emily, the Medium, the Collective. So if you're interested in joining that and checking that out, I'm going to be teaching that sometime either in December 2020 or January 2021. So you can check that out in there if you're interested in enrolling. And happy connecting with your spirit guides. I wish you, I really hope that you get to experience the depth of the beauty of this relationship just as I have and, um, and get to have this beautiful, beautiful interdimensional supportive, loving relationship. And if you have any questions about the whole process, please feel free to let me know. Can't wait to hear what you think of this episode. As always, if you haven't already left me a five-star review, I deeply, deeply appreciate if you do. I will send you so much love for doing so. Thank you for posting your reviews if you haven't already, either on Apple Podcasts or you can go to ratemypodcast.com slash emilythemedium to uh, put in a review for me. And I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. Happy Spirit Guide Connecting, and I will talk to you soon.